Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Ryan and Ellie podcast. Hey! We hope you are having a good day, and thank you very much for tuning in. Today we're going to talk about something that I would say, in the scheme of things, is a relatively new concept to us. It's only been the last three or four years that we've probably been aware of the power of this side of it, and that is the power of the mind. And we always know that quite a lot of people, when we start talking to them about the mindset side to our coaching, they possibly are a little bit sceptical, um, it might bring out a little bit of uncomfortableness, um, and for really for us is that we want to do a podcast like today and really to kind of show how the power of your mind is really the first thing that's going to control what you are going to do next. After you listen to this podcast, it's your mind that dictates what you do next. Yes, because all too often we know what it's like when it comes to health and fitness world. We know there's two types of health. There's physical health and there's emotional health. They're both very, they're both very well interlinked. And often when people want to try and focus on their overall health, they'll think about nutrition and they'll think about exercise. And often the actual mindset side of things is dismissed to a degree and it's not really given enough power or enough sort of attention so to speak that would actually form life life-changing results and also lifelong results which to us is key behind everything we do and the reality is we're quite fortunate now in terms of the society of where we live with accessibility to resources where we could find out and understand um, a little bit more into nutrition with activity and perhaps know what we need to do if weight loss is your goal, if building muscle is your goal. But there's a reason why when people set resolutions come January, um, there was a crazy percentage that I read up that 88, sorry, 8% of people actually hit their New Year's resolutions. And it's not because they don't have the knowledge it really is all down to accountability, support, and the choices that you're making, which are going to be impacted by the thoughts you tell yourself. Yeah, because we often, you know, look at the mindset side of things. And when we start discussing this with clients, there's very, some people are very close-minded to it at first. And that's why we'll often help them with the nutrition and the exercise side of it with time drip feed them bits about the mindset because we almost feel like if you start to focus on the mindset straight away some people think it's like a negative thing but reality is like your mindset has got you to where you are now because we're a set of beliefs whether we like it or not we're a set of thoughts and they dictate everything that we do how we feel about ourselves how we think decisions we make with our nutrition decisions we make with our exercise decisions we make with our lifestyle relationships all these things are going to be dictated by the mindset that we've got and we've seen a direct correlation between people who have this positive outlook and this positive mindset can do attitude to what they're doing will experience results not only in health and fitness when they join us but in all areas of their life because the mindset that they have has delivered that I guess how you think about it is take a look at your day-to-day first thing in the morning when you woke up what was your first initial thought that you had I mean you might not even be aware exactly what your thought is because it might even come second nature to you if you're putting yourself down you might say oh that's just what I always do I always put myself down the first thing when you look in look in the mirror what's the first thing that you think because what happens is if you're telling yourself a certain thing about yourself where it's driven from self-love you're not happy with the way that you look or what you're wearing or um how you slept that night that that initial thought is gonna trigger what you do next 
So you have a you have two ways of going about it. If you are having a negative thought process, the likelihood is that your choices that you make, so whether it comes to nutrition, um, how you react to um someone close to you, whether it's a work colleague, um, your husband, your partner, your girlfriend, etc., it's all gonna be based perhaps on that first initial thought, and you might not even realise how it's all connected. Yeah, and when you do take this step out and start looking at your thoughts and at first you don't even need to question them it's just becoming aware of them because we just go through days drifting day to day and the thought processes that go through our mind become habitual they become a natural thing that we don't think thoughts if that makes sense so we're not sitting there thinking i need to think about this thing and i need to think this thought things just go through our head and that's just the way we are and if we're constantly finding or telling ourselves these things that are possibly not positive, they're not congruent with your goals, they're not aligned with where you want to be in all areas of your life. Reality is it's always going to be a struggle, but it's not just that because the big motivating factor for us behind this is our children would pick up on this as well. You know, if you've constantly, if your first thought is negative, the likelihood is you're going to portray a negative action or a negative thing outwards and then that's going to be picked up by those around us and often kids pick up on these things quicker than most and if you're listening to to this podcast right now and you're thinking no no i just need with um nutrition or a workout plan my question would be for you to think about is how long have you been working towards your goal and answer the question is why have you not achieved it because it's so easy to kind of just be fixated on the nutrition side or um the workout side but there's an underlying reason perhaps why you haven't reached your goals or reasons behind why you struggle. So for us, it's, 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 we wanted to do this podcast to re-put emphasis on don't shut out the power of your mind. We talk about going to the gym, doing workouts where we're going to be training our muscles um, and there's reasons why we want to do that. So why would you then miss out a vital part of you that makes the decisions, what you put in your mouth and um, whether you're going to go and do a workout how you're going to react like this your brain and your decision making and your thought process is a huge factor to how your day is panned out yeah because when you start to look at this type of progress that you're looking to make in any area it's always going to come down to a lot of it is self-discipline like ellie said there you you know how to do it so often it's actually well why haven't you done it and it it can often fall down to self-discipline it will fall down to the stories that you tell yourself like perhaps you're telling yourself that you can't do things or perhaps you're telling yourself you're never going to be like that you know the amount of clients that we've had come to us and say you know i'm always going to be fat that's that's the reality of what stories we're telling ourselves and i'll be honest if you tell yourself you're always going to be fat you will always be fat we need to change that actually do you know what if you feel fat right now that's certainly cool do you know what i feel fat right now but i'm going to do something about it today and you start to make those changes and we're not saying this from a perspective of it's always been easy for us you know if you've not heard our about us podcast go back and listen to them you know we both had our own struggles with mindset related things i've struggled with my mental health ellie struggled with sort of pressures and self-esteem so we get it and we've come through it and we now question our thoughts and we actually do it to each other because, <laughs> you know, particularly for women, there's certain times a month that your your thought processes can seriously be affected by your hormones and that's when it's yeah. coming up to time of the month and when it is time of the month. Naturally, my self-esteem, like, it really, it like, doesn't it? It, like, <laughs> yes. it, it drops crazy. I like, laugh, but I shouldn't literally, laugh. Literally, <laughs> um, like, the week before, no, so five days before that my um, cycle begins, it's 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 mad that my self-esteem really does drop and it's you know it's crazy how like 
um, the thoughts that I even have. And what I've got to do is I've got to write them out because what it it's really what's a good process to do, a really good exercise is if you are having certain thoughts, is to then write it out because often when we think we just think it. It, it's so easy to then stay in your head but if you were to write it out it's very you might find it then easier to perhaps then question whether what you're saying is actually true is it reality or is it kind of like just you putting yourself down and writing it out you know I think I've used it before about how your thumbs connected to your brain I think it's able to get a better insight because like I said at the start it might be so of the norm for you to kind of talk yourself out of things or perhaps just not be very nice um to yourself it's like on an, another scale we spoke to our clients about you know it's coming into um autumn season change, season season change, change. autumn and there's lots of colds and bugs going around and there was like a question saying like you know that some a client was struggling that when it does they're not feeling so well is like they're telling themselves that they need to have biscuits because that's going to make them feel better now that's based on an emotion because we all know logic-based decision um eating these sort of foods yes there might be a sort of comfort element but from speaking from the educational point of view, is biscuits really going to make your body feel better? It's like us ladies using the time of the month. Is um, having chocolate, is that really going to make us feel better? Or is it perhaps something that we're telling ourselves to like our stories when the reality is um, meals packed with micronutrients, fresh air, lots of water, perhaps a little bit of rest. That's what's going to make us feel better. So it's really understanding your thoughts processes and then also then questioning it. Is it really true? We use a book um, who we read, Byron Casing, Loving What Is. She uses the work. Um, she uses questions. If you've never heard of it, we really recommend it. I think we've spoken about it before. But it's a really good task to kind of do question those thoughts because how easy is it then to be stuck in a rut? And there's no denying that you can become your own victim to your thought processes. Yeah, and that's why we would encourage you to take a step out today, do this little exercise, spend five minutes, let question your thoughts and ask yourself, what stories are you telling yourself now and how are they impacting the decisions you're making on a daily basis? And it's little things, you know, like we... We, I do it, I do it with um, Ethan May's food where it's on the plate there. It's easy for me to just pick at these bits of food because I'll tell myself I don't want to waste it. And that's a story that I'm telling myself that's then going to affect my mind because then I don't want to waste. So I'm telling myself that it's going to waste. Even though when I eat it, it would still be waste. It's also like, you know, we've had it where, you know, Ellie at time of the month should tell herself that she, look, she, she looks frumpy in a dress. She looks fat in a dress <laughs> and she doesn't want to wear that dress. She's self-conscious in that dress. I'm like, do you really look fat in that dress? And you have to ask yourself take a step out well actually no I don't I possibly am a little bit more bloated but reality is I know it's just because of that time in the month and it's sometimes rationalizing those thoughts and we I did a live video on Facebook the other day about it and it got a few people to to comment and question about they would you tell your excuses to a room full of strangers out loud and if the answer is no because you know they sound a little bit silly sometimes it's then overcoming those thoughts now we don't expect people to listen to this podcast, go away from it, and then overnight start to change the way they think it doesn't happen like that. We'd be lying if we said it does. But what we can do is start to day by day question them. You know, we use journals at first because, you know, it's natural to just think these thoughts and assume that they're okay and they're normal and they are reality. When reality is they're just our thoughts, we question them, write them out. You know, I'm having this thought that. I can't exercise because I'm too tired. Okay, well, really, are you too tired? 
Yes, I feel too tired. Okay, then well, would I feel more energized if I was to do the exercise? 90% of people would feel more energized doing exercise. So I could probably say, yes, I might feel more exercised. Should I try it and see if I feel more energized? You can overcome that thought because reality is a lot of people know the benefits to the exercise, to the nutrition, but they're not they're not addressing the mindset, so they just believe in what they're thinking. And you can actually apply this process to anything relating to your life. Ryan and I have been to the States um, a few times where we've actually presented about um, our coaching, but also we've listened to really successful entrepreneurs and we kind of discussed, you know, how they schedule their days and the outline of them one thing that was so common with these entrepreneurs and they're people who we actually inspire and we really do look up to and admire is they all discussed mindset and how they were all connected with their goals they all had a daily ritual where they did a process of visualization so this is something that we actually have applied to our clients when we talk about goals it's so easy to say we apply goals to our body, um, relationships, brain and business. And so to say, if you have a goal, okay, I want to lose weight. Well, it, that's a, it is a great goal, but it's perhaps understanding the reason why you want to lose weight. And it's really connecting that emotion to understand actually how is it going to change your life? Is it going to change your life? And is it actually important? So what you would do is you would actually visualize yourself achieving it. And then the question is, do you believe that you can do it? And this is where the power of your mind comes in. Because if you are telling yourself that you, you don't see yourself achieving it, the likelihood is you, you won't because it won't happen. It's like for us with business. We, we constantly are writing down our business goals. And um, we've been doing this for the last three years. And our business is completely, we've gone down. It's just expanded to a point where we can't believe it. But if we didn't have that initial belief, I don't think we would have achieved it to where we are now. We had to constantly have that belief. We had to keep writing down every single day what we wanted. So our mind was getting ready for us. It, the actions that we were doing were then going to reflect it and be congruent with that goal. And that's where you can apply it with your health-related goals. Or even if you have business-related goals, if you have relationship goals, this is, you can apply the same thing. But you have to apply your emotion and your thought processes to that goal. Yes, and it's also another thing where, um, just as Ellie was talking there, this is popped into my head is about you see this a lot with the training side of things as well about how far the mind will let you go and how far it won't because if you look at two people who are one person who's used to training one person who's not used to training the person who's used to training often will learn that their mind can limit them at the start so they'll push themselves a little bit further and will actually work to a higher pain threshold or a higher threshold than somebody who's new who will often give up a lot quicker because their mind is allowing them to listen to that body a bit quicker and I'm a huge believer that the mind will go further than the body so it's finding that right balance but if you look at somebody who's more experienced in the gym more experienced with their training they will go to a much higher threshold than somebody who's a little bit newer and it's not saying that it's wrong but it's just almost being aware that actually the mind once you've got used to question that actually could I have done an extra rep yes I probably could have done yes it was going to ache a little bit but I could have done an extra rep you then start to adapt that mindset that actually yes I can do more I can do more than what I thought I could and you start to progress in a physical way in the gym as well I definitely think I have been guilty of letting my mind kind of like when I'm doing a session tell myself I can't do anymore and like yeah it's literally was my body ready to give up 
I don't think so. My mind definitely, and then my mind is what dictated the way. Um, and it's like you can think about it from your own experience. You know, have you gone into a day where you've woken up and it's like the expression you've got out the wrong side of the bed and then you've let that thought process because you're feeling perhaps not in the best mood has then, you know, has stuff then happened as a trigger, whether it's the fact that how you've approached someone, perhaps maybe how you've spoken, how you've held yourself. It, there's no denying that you it then also you attract it also how you your thought processes and i guess for us it's kind of we could keep talking about this but obviously you're thinking well oh what do i do how can i help this and the, the first step i would say is kind of i've obviously mentioned about visualization and um, the second step that i personally do and something that i talk to all our ladies about is daily affirmations now this is something that a lot of people do get a little bit uncomfortable with because you're not used to giving yourself a compliment. It's like if someone gives you a compliment, you automatically want to sort of shove it off. Well, this and is give where, one back to yeah. someone else to deflect the attention away. And then this is where I'm telling you, you need to make a daily ritual of yourself giving yourself a compliment every day. And the reason being, it's like when I mentioned about how we train our muscles, well, this is how you're now going to retrain your mind. So you need to get your mind used to having that positive affirmation. So don't think that perhaps it's going to make you feel good about yourself because as soon as you get used to it, you are going to feel good. Yeah, and it's important though when you do this, it's like with all mindset work, is you don't just say it, you believe it. You spend the moment of believing and appreciating it. So it can be the smallest little thing at the moment because it's not going to be comfortable giving yourself a compliment. It's not going to be comfortable giving yourself something positive about yourself. But you need to genuinely believe it. There's no point. Like all these mindset exercises are only going to work if you're if you're emotionally invested in it. So you do sit there, have a belief about it, sit in the moment of believing that, experiencing that, feeling good. Let your heart rate go up a little bit. Your hair on the back of your head stand on edge because you're proud of that thing that you're giving yourself a positive affirmation about, and then you can crack on with your day. That will lift you so much more than anything else you will do in terms of workouts in terms of nutrition you're going to get that lift and then that's going to impact decisions you'll make throughout the rest of the day because you have that positive belief in yourself about something that might start small and when we continually do that over time it will then become habitual you may not necessarily need to write out you may not need to sit there and do that physical visualization workout you might wake up and fully believe it and i think also another thing what we would say we need to to do is use the flip you know we often hear from people about what they can't do oh, I was gonna and, say and this. what, so going, what we would what we would say is flip it you know i can't do that but and then what you can do and if you are saying there's something we often hear a lot of things like i want to do this but well let's flip it and just start saying well I can do this. So, you know, you don't have to do everything all the time. You don't have to be 100%. Sorry. Be- become aware of how many times you actually say, I can't. Um, and then because you, it's like, you know, it's just bringing everything for us, you know, awareness is always the first thing that is so important in any aspect to do with our lives. And becoming aware of what you say is kind of one of those. So if you're someone who you didn't even realise that you say can't a lot, um, I remember we did a challenge once where when we when any of the clients ever use a negative sort of phrase, we made them say but. So start getting used to it. Kind of so if you if you notice that you are going to say I can't do that, but and then start saying but I will do this. Focus on what you can do because if you start focusing on what you can do, you realise actually there's so much so much that you can do. Yes, and then the final thing is continually 
question those thoughts. And it's not even saying that they're wrong. You know, you might think these thoughts and actually they are the reality what you're faced at that present moment. But what we would say is always get into a habit of questioning that initial thought because what you'll find then as well, when you continue to question your thoughts, one, it stops you arguing with reality. Two, you're always going to find the positives that are there. And three, you're no longer going to react or act impulsively. You're going to do things logically. And that is going to change the game for you because too often, I believe people who are of the mindset of just can't, 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 they're going to allow emotional decisions to impact them far more than somebody who's questioning those thoughts and turning that into a logic-based one. And it's remember that no one and nothing no one and nothing. Does that make sense? No one and... Nothing, yeah. And yeah. no thing, yeah. <laughs> can actually... Has any control over what you think. You are the only person that can control what you think. So where you might feel as if so-and-so's made you feel this way, the reality is your your reactions to a certain situation has then made you feel that way. You, you can't... We have to kind of... It's like, again, it's stop the blame culture and blame someone else for how you feel because we have to take responsibility for the way that we feel. We are controlling that. Yes, so I think that's the perfect note to end this podcast on. So if you find us useful, we'd love you to go over to the iTunes store, give us a rating. We'd also love you to subscribe on the iTunes store, search the Ryan Ellie podcast, or go to hodgsonhealth.com forward slash podcast to register. And we send out our podcasts every week once we've done them so that you hear these and get notified as we have done a new podcast. Until next time, have have a a great great day. day. See ya.